0: And if you want to be fired, <laughs> that's where you go to sign up. <laughs> that is not how they treat their members. That was meant to be fun and silly and goofy. And if you have a gift that you're hiding under a bushel, stop it. We need you. Okay. Uh, here's, here's a little miracle you can pray about. Okay? You ready? Can you, can you be looking for a miracle today? Uh normally I have 12 pages of notes in my sermon manuscript. Today I have 17. <laughs> yeah, well that's great until we get uh till 10:15 and and he's still going. He's got four more pages. So, if you want to just pray a little practical prayer for me Scotty, pray that that PJ talks faster and y'all are able to listen faster, okay? So that's just a little, little practical. Uh, you'll see why. Once we go in looking at love closely, you've got to look at every aspect that the Lord lists. So that's what we have going here today. Okay, it's time to begin. 17 pages. There is a popular myth In our culture today. I I would say it's kind of a romantic fable. And you see it infused in movies and in media. Uh, You hear it a lot in songs. Uh, You see it all over our culture today. And here is the myth. Okay, If I can just find that right person. If I can just find my soul mate, uh, whatever that is. If I can just find that perfect friend, Henry, if I could just find and hire that most amazing employee, then everything in my life will be amazing. Okay, And it will just work out, and I won't even have to hardly try, and my life will live happily ever after if I can just find the right one. Now, the problems with that fable, with that myth, are many. I'm going to list three of them. Okay? Uh, first problem with that finding the right person myth is the emphasis is on the wrong person. Because the only person that I can control, that I can see change, is not the other person. The only person we can really ultimately control is who? Point. Me. Me. So that's the first problem with that myth. Second problem with that myth is this. When trouble starts with this relationship, and it will. Why? Because we're all fallen and broken people. Instead of working through the issue, or more likely the issues, uh, I can claim, oh, I thought I found the right one, but I was wrong, I was mistaken, I didn't find the right one, therefore I can quit and I can move on and keep looking for the right one. Uh, it, It really is an excuse to quit. Third problem with this myth or this fable, it ignores God's purpose for marriage and friendships and relationships. Give me your eyes. God's purpose in relationships is to help us grow and mature. And He uses relationships in our lives to make us more like Jesus. Does that make sense? So if I'm always looking for the right one and not trying to find and be the right one, then. Uh, far too often, I'm trying to avoid pain and frustration and trouble. And those are the very things that God uses to grow strong in Him. So, today, instead of looking for the perfect match in dating, instead of uh, attempting to find the mate for marriage, instead of trying to befriend people who are just like us, and do the same things, and instead of hiring people who are easy to manage, let's flip the script. Let's flip the script on the finding the right person thinking. And instead of finding the right person, we'll put it right up here. What if we start becoming the right person? Got it? Well, what if we become the person person we're looking for is looking for. Does that make sense? What, what if we become the person we're looking for is looking for? Because God's Word is really clear here. It really is. Becoming the one is more important than finding the one. Say it with me. Becoming the one is more important than finding the one. And, and in our culture, we'd rather find it than have to become it okay that puts the pressure in friendships and in all the relationships where it should be which is on the guy in the mirror that's where the pressure should be it puts the onus to change on me okay is it possible that you're expecting way more than someone else than you're actually pouring into the relationship is it possible that that if we were to read the list that we're going to study here today, how many excuses would you have to come up with to justify, well, here's why I'm not doing that, and here's why I'm coming up short here. How many excuses would you have? What are the areas where we're instructed by God's inspired manual for relationships? How many areas are are you in need of God's help? Christ in you's power to start behaving this way, okay? What are those areas where if you're going to become the right person, the person we're looking for is looking for, Lord, what is it in me that needs to change? So if you would, let's take our inspired uh, owner's manual for relationships and let's find out what we must become to be the one, the one you're looking for is looking for. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 today. Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians, instructions on becoming the right person. If you're able, stand with me, please. We're going to read out loud together. Verses 4 to 7, 1 Corinthians 13. Let's read together. Here we go. Read with me. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful, or proud, or rude, it does not demand its own way, it is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged, it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance, let's pray. Lord, uh, would you help us today to understand what your biblical agape looks like inside of us. And Lord, we just acknowledge right now everything we just read is impossible in our own strength and our own power and our own resources. So we just acknowledge what we just read we can't do without you. So we're going to need you, we're going to need your spirit to come today. We welcome you today in your church. So come and give us listening hearts and minds and wills and all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one loving voice. You can be seated. Followers of Jesus, of all people on planet earth, We should be the best at relationships, should we not? We we should be the best at getting along with one another, of demonstrating these qualities of Christ's love, okay? Why? Because we know the maker and the creator of relationships. We know Him personally. Matter of fact, the maker and the creator of all people that we'll ever encounter in life, They were created by the one who lives in us and is working through us and is empowering us and giving us wisdom and guidance as we seek to get along with one another. He lives in us. We know him personally. Okay. So what does becoming the one, not just looking for the one, but becoming the one, what does that look like? Go back to verse 4 with me, because I want to encourage you. Uh, I'm going to put my first name ahead, but I want you in your head, you know, you're thinking, Dick is patient. Dick is kind. Do you understand? Henry is patient. You put your name. So here we go. I just want to work through verses 4 to 7. See what that sounds like. Jeff is patient. Jeff is kind. Your first name. Unless your name is Jeff. Uh, Jeff is not jealous. Jeff is not boastful. Jeff is not proud. Jeff is not rude. Jeff doesn't demand his own way. Jeff is not irritable. Jeff keeps no record of wrongs. Jeff doesn't rejoice in injustice. He doesn't uh, rejoice when truth, whenever truth doesn't win out. Jeff never gives up, never loses faith is always hopeful, Jeff endures every circumstance. And even as I read that I'm going, "Ouch. Ooh, falling short. Not so much." Okay? So that that's one way if you're turning it on you. And here's another temptation is now I'm hoping, I'm hoping that someone near me is listening close. I wish my husband was patient and not so proud. I I I wish my children were more kind and not so rude. I I wish my wife didn't keep a record of my mess ups. I I wish my boss wasn't so jealous and demanding. Can Can I just say as we begin? No, this is God's word for you and for me. Okay, so. This is Jesus reading his list to you and to me. And and here's the question we need to be asking. Are you living a lifestyle of love? Or are you just expecting everyone around you to live this way? Understand? Uh, Are you living these qualities of love? Or are you just looking for someone so they can live that way? Looking for the perfect one. Becoming the right one is more important than finding the right one, okay? Become the one the one you're looking for is looking for. Now, before we dig in, okay, all 15 of the qualities we're going to look at right now are verbs. Isn't that interesting? All 15 of them are verbs, so in the spectrum of love, in Greek form, every one of these are verbs, and a verb is you English majors, what is a verb? It's, a, it's an action, it's an action word. So God's book is instructing us here 15 things that authentic biblical love does and doesn't do. Understand? It's action. It really is which means biblical love at core is not a focus on feelings and emotions. Usually when we start talking, oh, you mean, you mean feelings and, and, and emotions. No, it's a focus on the right actions that oftentimes will produce emotions and feelings. But the actual focus here in the book the instruction manual for relationships, it's all about actions. It's, it's doing and not doing things, okay? So before we jump in, let me give you a little background, okay? First Corinthians, what we just read, that's great. Oftentimes read at weddings. Uh, but I just want to tell you a little bit about the setting, the context of 1 Corinthians 13. Um, did you know... In 1 Corinthians 12, the chapter before the one we just read, and 1 Corinthians 14, the chapter after the one we just read, Paul scolds the church in Corinth. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14. He says you're proud, you're selfish, you're jealous, you're impatient, you're using your spiritual gifts in a very self-centered manner, okay? So Paul tells them bluntly, you've got gifts, you've got talents, you've got abilities, but you're using them in a very unloving way. So you need to start using your gifts that the Lord has given us, not in your own power, not in your own strength. We need to use His gifts in the power of, of Jesus living in us. Okay? That's, that's what he says very clearly, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Okay? So, sandwiched in between taking them to the woodshed is chapter 13. Okay? His exhortation of what could and should characterize love, Christ's love in us, in the church of Corinth. What could and should be going on in our lives in the church at Walloon. He's telling us, this this is what your gifts and your talents and your abilities should look like when you're using my power and the Holy Spirit's energy in your life. Make sense? That's the background. So, these 15 qualities are not mushy, feel-good, oh, romantic bliss. This is just an ode to when everybody just finds the right one. No, that's not it at all. Just the opposite. Fifteen action verbs. I would say this is fifteen inspired kicks in the pants to me and to you. This is what we should be holding the mirror of God's Word up to our lives and saying, what's my life looking like in comparison to the way it should? Okay? What... Our relationship should be if we're daily gassing up on the Holy Spirit of Christ living in us. Okay? 15 sides of biblical love. Are you ready? We're going to go fast and furious. We're going to cover all 15. Okay? So pray now. PJ, praying you can talk real fast and I can hear and listen fast too. Okay? Uh, 13 4. Here we go. Love is patient. Why do you got to start with that one? (laughs) Really? Well, because that's where God's owner's manual starts, so will we. Patience is interesting. It's an action that when I don't need it, I want it. How many of you would like to have patience in your life? Can I see your hands? Yeah, yeah. Uh, But when circumstances begin to irritate me, or frustrate me, so that I need patience, it's at that moment I don't want patience. It's very interesting. So I want it, but I don't want it when I need it. Uh, The New Testament speaks of patience almost exclusively about being patient with people. Being patient with people. It's not being patient about circumstances or events. It's about being patient with people. Quick story, one of Abraham Lincoln's 16th president, one of his earliest political enemies was Edward Stanton. Stanton liked to make fun of Lincoln and often called him a gorilla. He said, you don't need to go to Africa to see a gorilla, just go to Springfield, Illinois, and you can see Lincoln the gorilla. Lincoln never responded to Stanton's slander. Just remain quiet. But when Lincoln was elected president of the United States, uh, civil war was going on. He needed a strong secretary of war. Lincoln chose Stanton. And, and his friends couldn't believe it. Same guy. He was always calling him a gorilla. And they asked him, why on earth would you choose Edward Stanton? And Lincoln said, because he's the best man for the job. Years later, after Lincoln was assassinated and his body was lying in state, Stanton looked into the coffin and said through tears, there lies the greatest ruler of men the world has ever seen. Stanton's animosity was overcome by Lincoln's long-suffering. I'm telling you, becoming the one means that love is patient. Becoming the one means you have to learn, Jesus in me, I need you to fill me up with your patience. Number two, second of 15, verse four, love is kind. To be kind is to be useful, serving, and gracious. A kind person is helpful. A kind person is generous. Kindness doesn't just mean I have a desire to be helpful. Listen, kindness is actually helping. The first test of kindness is at home. Okay? The very first test of kindness is would your family say that you are a kind, useful, serving, helpful, generous person and gracious Uh, are you modeling kindness to your children in the kind way they treat their mother that's the question that we should be asking are you gracious and useful on the job are you gracious and useful with your co-workers to your boss do you chat online in the same way that you chat with someone in person Hard questions sometimes. Becoming the one, the one you're looking for, is looking for, means that our love is kind. Number three, verse four. Love is not jealous. This is the first of eight negative descriptions of love. First of eight. Uh, jealousy or envy has two forms. Think about it with me. One form says, I want what you have, I I want your car, I want your house, I'm jealous because you have something that I perceive is better than what I have, okay? A second form of envy or jealousy is worse, you see this in Matthew 20, I wish you didn't have what you have, okay? Okay? Uh, I wish the Lord or the IRS would take away your car. I wish the Lord or the IRS would take away that house you have from you. Okay, James 4 verse 2 reminds us jealousy is at the root of many arguments and fights. What is it that's causing us to fight? Often James says jealousy is at the root. One of the hardest battles we have to fight as followers of Jesus is when someone is better than me. It's hard if I think someone's a better preacher than me. It's hard when someone does a better, they're a better singer. We could go on. Jealousy tears relationships apart. It does. Every day, Jesus, I need to welcome you and your spirit to come. Every morning, new and fresh, Jesus, change my attitudes. Jesus, thank you for being willing to come and fill my tanks and recharge my spiritual batteries. And Jesus, right now, would you drive out old, selfish, jealous, envious Jeff that's not content with the circumstances you've allowed in my life. Lord, help me become the one which means my love is not jealous. Fourth and fifth, verse four. We're going to combine these two. Love is not boastful or proud. Uh, One pastor said it this way, jealousy is wanting what someone else has. Just looked at that. Boasting is trying to make others jealous of what we have. Jealousy puts others down, Boasting builds me up. Now, the love of Jesus does not parade its accomplishments. Okay? Many in the church at Corinth were spiritually showing off. In the church at Corinth, they were vying for attention. They wanted everybody to think they were the best and they were the greatest. Okay? Boasting is an outward expression of inward pride. Boasting is tooting my own horn, trying to impress you with my accomplishments. Arrogance is big-headed. The love of Christ, listen, is big-hearted. So there's a huge difference between love and boasting and pride. Help me, Jesus, to boast only in you. We can boast. Boast about Jesus. Boast about what Jesus is. Has done and is doing in your lives uh, because that's not proud. Sixth attribute of Christ's love in us, verse 4 love is not rude, okay? Love is not rude, love isn't careless, love isn't overbearing, love isn't crude. The Corinthian church was filled with rudeness. If you go back to chapter 11, that's where. Uh, They are celebrating communion. Here's what Paul challenges them. You're celebrating the Lord's Supper. And it says, For some of you, hurry to eat your meal without sharing with others. Some are poor. They don't have any meal. As a result, some go hungry. While others, they're getting drunk during communion. The core reason why we're not respectful and polite is the core reason for rudeness. Are you ready? I'm only thinking about me. Yeah, that that's that produces rudeness in us when I, when I don't really don't care about you. I'm only thinking about me. Uh, Simon the Pharisee, Luke chapter seven. Uh, when Jesus came into the house, he wasn't interested in treating Jesus like a guest. He just wanted the the big time name, come and come into my house. I want all of the attention on me and my house. Do you remember in Luke chapter 7, you have this lady who washes Jesus' feet with what? Her tears. And the Pharisee is so esteemed. He's rude. How dare this sinner come into my house? How dare you, Jesus, allow this sinful woman To touch your feet. He's self-righteous. He's rude. And he could care less about the woman who needed to know Christ and, and express that love. To become the one that other people are looking for. Jesus, teach me not to be rude. Jesus, teach me that you can fill me daily with your love so I'm not a barrier to other people who need to see you and me. And it's never, you don't win people to Christ with rudeness. That never works. Seventh characteristic of the love of Jesus in us and through us. Verse 5. Here we go. Love does not demand its own way. (laughs) Uh, The root of all evil is I want to do it my way. What about me, me, me? mine. Mine selfishness has infected the entire human race? Listen close. And that includes you and that includes me. We are at core in our own flesh the default mode. You wake up every morning what about me? What about me? Okay? Adam and Eve rejected God's way because they wanted to do it their way. What I want quickly replaces what Jesus, what you want to do in and through me. I like this story. Elizabeth Elliot was teaching. How many of you like Elizabeth Elliot? I love her. Anyway, um, she was teaching and she knew she was going to have a bunch of children uh, sitting there in the front row. So as she spoke, she wanted to make things plain what she's teaching. And she's teaching about not demanding your own way, about looking for the needs of others. A uh, few days later, after she was teaching, she got a letter from a six-year-old boy. Listen closely. This is I like this. He wrote, I'm learning to lay down my life for my little sister. She has to take a nap in the afternoon. I don't have to take a nap anymore. But she can't go to sleep unless I come and lay down beside her. So I lay down with my little sister. That little boy (laughs) is learning love. That, That little boy is learning what biblical love is all about. Aren't you grateful Jesus didn't demand his own way? Aren't you grateful that Jesus, as King of kings and Lord of lords, he had the right to stay in the glory and splendor of heaven? Jesus could have looked down and said, I I don't, I don't think I want to do the cross. I don't think I want to be nailed. I don't think I want to do the tomb and rising. I don't want to take on the sin of all humanity. And what would that mean for us? Facing eternal judgment. Jesus didn't demand his own way. And if we're going to become the one others are looking for, Jesus, would you help me daily to die to Jeff's way? Every day, Lord, I want to die to me being in charge and getting my way. Now, stay with me, okay? We're a little over halfway with this wonderful mirror. Think it, we're holding up a mirror in front of our lives right now, okay? So stick with me. I know when you do a list... Your mind can wander. Here we go. Attribute number eight of the love of Jesus flowing in us and through us. Verse five. The agape love of Christ is not irritable. Okay? The love of Christ in us is not easily irritated or angered. Agape love, let me say it this way, is not touchy. It's not touchy. Agape love has a long fuse. Patience is slow to anger. This is, this is the opposite of patience. Quick to anger, quick to blow up, quick to go kaboom! Do you understand? That, that's what he's talking about. The love of Jesus doesn't have a quick temper. It's not easily offended. You don't have to walk on eggshells when you're living this way. It's not irritable to be the one that others are looking for, Jesus, empower me with your spirit so I'm not so touchy and irritable. Number nine, the ninth characteristic of agape love of Jesus, verse five, love keeps no record of wrongs. That's a military word, keeps no record of wrongs. It means that because of Christ and the cross, the Father doesn't count our sins against us. Let me say that again. Keep no record of wrongs, and the Father keeps no record of our sins because of what Jesus did, taking on our sins on the cross. The love of Jesus in us doesn't keep a tally of wrongs. Well, that's the fourth time... The last month, Henry, that you've been rude to me, I'm 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 telling it up. You better watch it. You get to you get to seven, and we're gonna have. We don't keep a tally. Uh, we're we're not seeking revenge. We don't keep score. Okay. We're not looking for revenge. We're not bitter. We're not holding grudges. Love forgives. Okay. Some people say love. Forgives and forgets. Doesn't that sound really, really romantic? Ooh, I like that. No. Love remembers and still forgives. You, you, only, only the Lord can do that. You don't remember anymore. But love remembers and still forgives. The love of Jesus in us doesn't keep score. To be the one that the one we're looking for is looking for Jesus, would you help me to give this offense to you? This this one hurt, but I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to take my hands off, and if tomorrow I remember it again, I'm going to give it to you again tomorrow. Jesus, you work in me. Give me your power to live and think this way. Attributes 10 and 11 of the love of Jesus flowing in our lives. Verse 6, here we go. Love doesn't rejoice in injustice, but rejoices when truth wins. One commentator said, Love is never happy when others go wrong and off the tracks. Okay? So I'm not going, Yes, (laughs) I didn't like that person. I'm so happy. They went in the ditch. To rejoice in the truth means we're glad when behavior lines up with God's word. I'm rejoicing when I see people living in alignment with God's book. And if someone that I don't care for falls into sin, and I'm secretly, yes, I'm glad they fell, I'm glad they messed up. uh, No, no, that's not agape love. When someone falls into sin, even if they haven't been kind to you, we grieve. Why? Because God grieves over sin. And and I line my life up with what God's Word cares about. And if they repent, I'm going to rejoice because in heaven the angels are rejoicing over repentance. And love will carefully confront and correct sin. Why? Because love is not soft on sin. Love rejoices with the truth. Becoming the one means with the power of Christ in me, help me, Jesus, not to rejoice when I see sin and injustice in the world around me. Empower me, Lord, instead to rejoice. Help me, Lord, to celebrate when truth wins out. Twelfth characteristic of love of Jesus working in us. Love never gives up think you should say that with me come on wake yourself up love never gives up meaning in relationships we don't burn bridges no we don't do that Christ's love in us helps us take the long view I'm not going to tell others about your problems I'm not going to try to make you look bad Scott I'm not going to expose things that I know about you if I knew any I don't uh But I I want to make you look good. I want to build you up. Agape refuses to give up on the other person. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm not going to lie, but I'm not going to intentionally expose what I know about Myron and try to make him look bad. I don't know anything. Happy to say that. To be the one, Jesus, help me never give up on somebody. Help me, Jesus, to protect the other relationships around me and lift them up 13 the attribute of the love of christ empowering our lives verse 7 the love of jesus never loses faith the niv says love always trusts and quickly some of you are thinking well really are we just gullible do we believe everything no But we're also not supposed to be suspicious and doubting and always looking for the weak spots in others. Christ's love in us never loses faith in people. If trust has been broken, if someone has intentionally misled us, okay, trust might need to be re-earned, but Christ's love in us believes the other person is innocent until it's clear and obvious otherwise. Okay? In families, okay? we're not lawyers, we're not grilling each other, we're, we're not looking for the weed spots in everybody's words. We believe the best for our spouses, our children, until trust is broken and it needs to be re-earned. Okay? Pastor Brant said this, he's preaching in East Jordan, and I agree with him, I had the same experience. Growing up, even as a teen, Pastor Brant said, my parents believed me and they trusted me and I had the very same my parents believed me and trusted me and you know what that did that made me want to live up to that trust it really built me up and as children and my children Lord help me to express to my teens and my grandkids that I believe in them and I trust them it's huge to be the one the one you're looking for is looking for, King Jesus, empower me not to lose faith in others and get cynical. Lord, empower me and know that redemption is always possible. Hey, We're doing pretty good. 14. Love is always hopeful. Verse 7. Love isn't pessimistic. It's not expecting the worst. Agape in us, Jesus' love in us, is expecting and praying for the best in others lord i know you can do it god's not done writing their story i'm not ignoring reality but i'm not closing my eyes to problems but i'm not willing to concede that your promises aren't still working in that person's life i'm going to believe for the best i'm going to pray for the best Because Jesus, you're working all things out for good, for those who love you, who are called according to your purpose. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, church? If you do, then we need to say Christ's love in us always holds on to hope. Fifteenth and final attribute, the love of Jesus in us. Love endures through every circumstance. Love endures. Endure as a military term, it means to hold on to a vital position at all costs. It means with the Spirit of Christ empowering our daily lives, we don't quit when life gets difficult. We, we don't call it quits when life gets hard. That's what it means. I'm going to endure how? With the love of Jesus flowing in and empowering me, even when things are heavy and hard. Now I'm convinced, give your eyes, there's an epidemic of Christians bailing out when things get difficult and challenging. People don't like a little something going on in the church, well I'm going to go find another church that's more to my liking. People clash with other personalities in their life group, well I'm going to go find another life group that fits me better. Someone says, I'm misunderstood. They're talking about me. They forgot to invite me in my friend group. That group is just toxic. People run into problems or disagreements in their marriage. I'm not trying anymore. I'm just going to bail. I'm just going to run. Give me your eyes. Long-term relationships require the endurance of Jesus Christ. If if you're going to have long-term relationships, you're, you're going to need the endurance of the love of Jesus in us. Every day, empowering us through His Spirit to continue to love and care and forgive even when it's hard. Balcony? No. Especially when it's hard. I especially need your love to be the one requires endurance your perseverance help me today jesus not to give up and quit on someone that you've placed in my life final questions okay are you becoming the right one that's really the purpose of this section it's not to read at weddings it's not to say oh this is an ode to such mushy wonderful romance that that's not it at all actually just the opposite am i daily splashing this kind of love in my relationships and how true would it be if i just worked through and put my name jeff is patient jeff is kind if i just worked how true is that for me today The Apostle Paul concludes his talk on love with chapter 14 and verse 1. You you know the chapter divisions aren't inspired, right? Anyway, it was one letter, not with the verses and the chapter divisions. Anyway, this is the real conclusion. And and he says, let love be your highest goal. He's saying as he closes... Let, let what we've just talked about, this kind of agape love, let that be your highest goal. This is what you should be striving for. Lord, in me, your love every day. Empower me. Take charge of me. Drive out old, selfish, sinful Jeff. Jesus, you come take charge. He doesn't say, look for this kind of love in others. He says, no, no, let Your love be my highest goal. Which means this. Becoming the loving one is more important than finding the loving one. Let me say it again as we close. Becoming the loving one is way more important, according to God's book, than finding the loving one. Let's pray as we close. Lord, would you help us to do some inventory on our lives right now? We need your help. We need the power of your Spirit in us to come and show us what's going on on in the inside. Speak, Lord. We're listening. Are you daily welcoming Jesus and His Holy Spirit to fill and control you, empower you with His agape love? Has that become a daily habit? Because until it does, agape will be oftentimes missing. And as you do an inventory of your life, do you regularly see characteristics of the love of Jesus growing? Or if you're honest, are there more attributes of the old, selfish, sinful flesh? Lord, I just acknowledge this is a tough passage. (laughs) And if we're not filled up with your Spirit and empowered by you in us, these things are largely missing. So would you help us to start aiming higher and make our highest aim to see your love, all 15 of these characteristics of your love displayed in our lives? And here's what you need to know. This agape love is only available after you invite Jesus in. You you can't live this way in your own power. But when you invite Jesus in, welcome Him into your life, say yes to Him, He brings His Spirit with Him. He, he, he comes and He abides in you. Have you believed that Jesus is alive and arose from the dead for you? Have you believed that Jesus proved He is the Son of God and paid the price for your sin? As he's alive, and there's witnesses and there's strong evidence to back it up. Have you received Jesus into your life so that you can become a child of God? You can do that right here today. You can do it if you're here in person. Meet me down front during the closing song, make your way over to the prayer corner if you're watching online. Hit that prayer button right now. We'll have a private chat with you. Thank you, Lord, for your love, which was demonstrated in the greatest way ever on the cross and the empty tomb. Thanks for allowing us to live that way every day in your power and your strength in us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen.